0: Hey everybody, welcome to Listen, Money Matters. You can go to work or you can be the boss. My name is Thomas and I'm here as
1: always with Andrew. Andrew, how are you and what are you drinking today? Good, man. We're, it's day off of work, President's Day. But uh, we're going to go the distance, so I'm just drinking water right now.
0: Uh, so speaking of that, because we're recording this on President's Day, mm. did you know that George Washington actually has two birthdays?
1: No, what? (laughs) Oh, his real birthday and then his his government birthday? No, no,
0: not that. Well, I guess that, but do you know anything about the the Julian and the Gregorian calendar systems? I know nothing.
1: I I think I I know that we're using the Gregorian calendar. Yeah, we
0: use the Gregorian. And um, so that came into use in Europe a lot, like way before we started using it. And then over time, countries would switch to it. So in 1752, I believe, we switched to it which made George Washington's birthday be 1732 instead of th- 1731.
1: Oh, so he like, was born under a different calendar system. Yeah, he was born and- <laughs> when we used
0: the Julian, 1731, I believe. And then when we switched over, it was like a year and 11 day difference. So he's got two birthdays, sort of, which was really confusing because I was reading a history book about the calendar system and it was like, George Washington's birthday was this day. And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs>
1: It's like that dual-edged sword where it's like, well, I wish I had two birthdays, but he didn't have the iPhone, so I, I think I'd rather have the iPhone.
0: Yeah, I wonder if he was like, Mom, Dad, it's my birthday again. <laughs> this like, time I'm I'm 22 instead of 21. <laughs> <laughs> like, sit down and
1: be quiet, George. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Go play with your axe. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh... Today's catchphrase, you can go to work or you can be the boss, comes to us from Cassandra Barksdale on Facebook, and you can send your catchphrases to us over on Twitter at MoneyMattersMan or Facebook, we're Facebook.com slash Matters. We would love to read your ridiculous catchphrases, and please make them ridiculous. It makes us laugh. <laughs> <laughs> because that is our personality. And speaking of personalities and really, really badly made transitions... <laughs> <laughs> today we're going to be talking about the myers-briggs type indicator test but uh more broadly we're going to be typing, talking about basically like personality archetypes and what that might mean for your your work style and how that could eventually contribute to your income and saving and all that kind of stuff
1: so we we started kind of drifting here because we were talking about you know our our ambitions like how we have like all this stuff planned and how you know the design for the site your your girlfriend anna is helping to do like pretty much helping she's doing mostly all of it and it was like anna. well anna is not ambitious as me and but i saw she had taken the mbti test and posted it on facebook yeah and i had also taken it and then you had also taken it
0: right yeah i, I guess i wouldn't like i wouldn't word it that way i would word it more like she's not the kind of person who wants to work all the time
1: She's not well. I think even better what you had said. She's not an empire builder. She's yeah. She does things because uh, she enjoys like the task. Like mm-hmm. she she wants to elevate the task to art. Where we may do things to like I don't know get higher metrics on some scale of you know
0: right yeah I, I, maybe we see this grand vision or some some huge place we'd like to be eventually and uh, one really eye opening conversation we had. Uh, we were talking about movies, and she's complaining that I never want to watch movies with her. And I do want to watch movies. Like, there are so many movies I want to watch, and she'll say, like, We should watch this movie. And I'll go, Yeah, sure. But when it actually comes time to sit down and say, Yes, I'm going to watch a movie, my brain offers up some resistance to that because it doesn't turn off. Like, any given moment of the day, I'm like, I should be working on something. Or checking stats or some <laughs> stupid thing instead of actually enjoying myself. And I have to force myself to have fun. Whereas, you know, her personality is very different. You know, the work doesn't come as like this obsession.
1: Dude, at night, like I'll have to like literally sit on my hands. So I'm not like, <laughs> yeah, checking stats on my phone or I just need to code this one quick thing for the site. <laughs> like I, I'm the same way when she proposes a movie i'm usually like well what if we watch like criminal minds or a, a show that's 30 minutes mm. so it's like not so you know
0: yeah yeah it's like and a I, two hour I'll often commitment. be more open to shows than movies because i know like oh it's only going to be an hour of my time and i guess maybe if it feels like a project then i'll I'll watch movies like we just watched all six star wars because she hadn't seen them before. The,
1: oh, my God. That is a project of Star with Laura. She has not watched any Star Wars. And I oh, told really? her, like, when the new one comes out, like, we're seeing it in the theater. And, like, you're going to know the whole story up until then, like, when it comes <laughs> out. We
0: consider there to be nine. Because there's this hilarious series uh, on YouTube from Red Letter Media called The Plinker Reviews. Mm. And it's, like, this, like, dirty old like disgusting man reviewing the prequels and like showing you <laughs> how bad they are. And every one of them is like an hour and a half long. So I was like, all right, we're going to watch the originals. Then we're going to watch the prequels. And then we're going to go watch the blanket reviews to show you how bad the prequels are and why they're so bad. <laughs> and they're so funny. Oh man. So we, we have one more of those reviews to watch, but we are done with the movies. Jar-jar and now she's freaking loves the originals. So I'm, I'm a proud boyfriend.
1: He was an impressive man. Like he did quite a lot of things that weren't done in film at the time.
0: So, oh yeah. yeah, on like a
1: shoestring budget.
0: That's true. <clears throat> I just wish it could have been as good the second time around.
1: So okay, <laughs> the, the MBTI test. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I took it um, when I went to join Lehman Brothers back when I graduated college. They made us take this test because. First of all, like usually when you take tests, you're like, well, I have to get all the answers right, you know, so that they'll hire me or whatever. But the goal of this test was to help you and them understand what type of person you are so that then they could help teach you or, or, you know, work with you to work better with other types of people. Mm. So, for example, I'm an extrovert. And, you know, it's not like it's difficult to work with introverts, but there's some people who are super introverted. It doesn't mean that they're not intelligent or, or capable or whatever, but it's like a different approach than working with another extrovert.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I just realized I had to do something very similar when I was uh, a cyclone aide, basically like an orientation assistant at my college. We had to take Strength Finder. I think. Is that a similar thing?
1: Uh, I I think it's maybe, is that like a broader company than they give the test? It might be. I'm not
0: sure. I think we had to read the book and then take the test and I think the company ended up paying or the university ended up paying a good amount of money to like get the super detailed packets of results and i
1: mm. might actually still have it i still have mine dude. do you i kept you? It. it it's like so awesome like it just because <laughs> i'm like oh my god it's about me 50 pages about me
0: <laughs> yeah it, so it's funny because i i don't think my my profile has changed since the four or five years uh since i took it
1: i think it's become like more intense like more think so deeper into yeah so uh
0: I was gonna say like let's let's reveal our types, but we're the exact same, aren't we?
1: Yeah, so we're we're both ENTJ. Right. Um
0: and So like, there's like this quadrant or I guess like there's what is it like Oh, for each letter there's like one of two choices, right?
1: Yeah, so there's four types, so there will there'll be four letters and then each letter has like two options. So For example, it's like, are you outwardly or inwardly focused? And then so we're both E, so we're extroverted. But, you know, the opposite would be I. And I think it's also important to note that, like, while you may be, like, E or I, when you take this test, and there are free ones online, it's a sliding scale. So you could be, like, slightly E or slightly I. I was more extreme E, which was was kind of surprising to me. That doesn't make sense to me at all. Yeah? (laughs) I've hung out with you. Because in big groups. I would consider myself
0: like a very slight I. Mm. Even though I I usually get E because of how I conduct myself. I think I get my energy from alone time. Same. Uh, And then I get the E in the test. But like from hanging out with you, I think I might even be a little bit more extroverted than you are.
1: I I I feel like I'm like an introverted extrovert. Like I know Mm. you. So I could talk to you. Like You won't even have a chance to speak because I'll just keep talking. But like in groups, like I I clam up, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yep. Same here. Or or I kind of like revert to scripts of things I know.
1: Exactly. Like like,
0: this is the small talk script initiate (laughs) robot brain. This is what you need to say.
1: What do I do? What do I do? (laughs) Ask questions. Ask lots of questions.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then my brain goes, You've been talking about the weather for five minutes. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) But yeah. Also, um, I guess I just to note the one that we took was, I think, 16 dot com. So yeah, that it was a pretty good test, and it has some pretty good articles, and um, every profile is pretty well fleshed out. So if you want a free one, that's a pretty good one.
1: So the the cool thing is, and and I'll, I'll tell you, yeah, maybe I th- I think everyone will will. Um that this maybe will make the test a bit more interesting. So E-N-T-J, and, and all the different letter types, it describes what that type person is. And that so you could read, like, big detailed things, and this is, like, a short, brief one. And so yeah. Thomas and I are the same, and it says, strategic, logical, efficient, outgoing, ambitious, independent, effective organizers of people and long-range planners. And- Robots. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <Like> I, <laughs> I, but I feel like that, like... Embodies me to a T, right? And yeah. it, and when you go into the bigger tests and the bigger descriptions, it'll also say like flaws and you know things you you have to work on as a person. Um, yeah. So
0: just the uh, just the headers of like the, the sixteen personalities has like a big article for each one. Um, Happiness lies in the joy of achievement. Yep. <laughs> Definitely. That's why I have an impossible list. That's why we want to get huge things done. But then uh, I think the weakness. Like it talks about how emotional expression isn't really our strong suit because we're mm. like the analytical types, yeah. Uh, and since we're extroverts, like we're not as in tune with our emotions. And I don't know about you, but I've had to deal with this. Like, I had a huge problem with having a lack of empathy for many years. Just like, I don't know if somebody would come to me with a problem. Like the the immediate thought is, well, this is how you should solve it. Duh. Oh. <laughs> so and like I immediately would go to well, then do this, and uh, friends would get mad at me for that.
1: So I, there's this yeah. video on uh, YouTube, and it's like this girl, <laughs> and she's talking to like uh, this her her guy, her, her boyfriend, her husband, whatever. And she's like, and I just always have these headaches, and like I don't know, like Sometimes I'm try- I'm thinking you something, and I just have this like pain, and I get distracted, and and it's slowly like panning out. And you could see that she has a huge fucking nail like in the middle of her forehead, and and like so she's complaining about all these things, and he's like, "I I think you should get that nail removed from your forehead." She's like, "You never listen to me. I'm trying to tell you my feelings, and you always try and give me the answer. And that that's how I feel. Like it's I'm not like, about but- the nail. <laughs> exactly.
0: Maybe if we just got that nail removed.
1: <laughs> I'm the same way, and you know what? Like um. To be perfectly honest, like, Laura, like, if she's feeling sick or whatever, I have to, like, go, like, I have to focus on mm. making sure that, like, I'm, you know, uh, taking care of her Yeah,
0: And I almost feel bad for the way my brain works sometimes, because when, when a problem comes up, it's, like, I kind of, like, see it as a pathway that I have to follow. Like, okay, step one, emotional uh, comfort and stuff, like... I feel bad that it's like this natural. Oh, I actually need to feel like it's like oh, step one, do the emotional thing and be comforting and empathetic.
1: Step two, move into
0: the solution. And
1: get the thing fixed. <laughs> you have to do it like memento style where like someone's crying and you lift your arm up and you read like the tattoo that says like hug them. <laughs> it's kind of like
0: that. Yeah, but I guess that's I guess we're sort of getting to the importance of this uh it, it's like to know yourself know your personality know what like weaknesses you have what strengths you have and play what you to can your do. strengths
1: yeah focus on yeah. your weaknesses or, or meet people and bring them into the fold that can cover your mm. gaps
0: yeah exactly that that's a good thing um oh have you watched the history documentary the men that built america no it's so well made it's so well made it goes through like the lives of cornelius cornelius vanderbilt uh Andrew Carnegie, John D. Rockefeller, J.P. Morgan, those kind of things. Hmm. And during the episode on Andrew Carnegie, he talked about how he hired this guy named Henry Frick to basically be his second in command. And Henry Frick was a giant dickhole, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> like he was like a super abrasive, like w- willing to be the bad guy kind of guy. And Andrew Carnegie not really like that at all. You know, he wanted yeah. to he wanted to be you know, I mean, he built like half the libraries in America basically, so he wanted to be seen as like the super nice fairy godmother essentially. So he had to, to hire talking, a
1: super dickhole to to yeah,
0: carry yeah. out his He was talking about like how you know a great a great businessman doesn't hire like a, a watered down version of himself mm. to be a second to command. You gotta hire like somebody who's the complete opposite of you, who covers all the bases you can't cover and who like really brings out the best in you. So and I mean, even if you're not hiring, it's just good to like know your personality. Know your own strengths and weaknesses and also know that a lot of other people are going to have different strengths and weaknesses and different ways of dealing with them. Mm. And I honestly think like if you want to tie this to money, um, a lot of the reason that like probably you, definitely me, have been able to be successful is knowing how to deal with people, like how to make people feel important, how to make people feel, you know, welcome around you, not like they're walking on pins and needles. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think when you don't have a good grasp on your personality type, then you can sort of just be blind to the way you interact with people and make a lot I, of mistakes.
1: I think that's really important, just kind of knowing you. Like, I've, I've spent like, a lot of time just pondering why I am certain ways or why things are. And I think, like, um, yeah, just, like, knowing, like, why you do things is very helpful you know, in different situations. But um, what was Anna? What was her type?
0: She is, let's see here. She's an INFP. So, so what does our little thing say here? Uh, INFPs are over here. Is- sensitive, creative, idealistic, perceptive, caring, and loyal. They value inner harmony and personal growth, focus on dreams and possibilities. So yeah, less analytical, less robot
1: <laughs> so she's actually completely contrasting to you except that she uses intuition instead of sensing so she's like almost your exact opposite
0: uh yeah actually you're right
1: yeah and because <laughs> it i don't i don't unfortunately i don't know what laura's thing is but i feel like you were kind of saying you know you know bring people into the fold in like a business sense and you know the my relationship with laura is not like a business relationship like but uh, I feel like she compliments me very well. She covers my gaps. We're yeah. like we're in big groups of people, and I clam up. And I don't know what the hell to say. Like she'll just be talking, <laughs> and she'll work me into the conversation. You know, so it, it's important, I guess, for that balance.
0: Yeah. What? So, what was my guess for Laura again? I forget here. Uh, let's see here. I think I guessed ENFP, maybe. Yeah. Enthusiastic, creative, sociable, free spirit.
1: Enfp, I th- I think so because yeah, she's definitely wait. We're...
0: Either that or ESFP.
1: She's definitely perceiving. She's definitely feeling.
0: And I think she's extroverted. Unless she's de- I'm very yeah. wrong. <laughs> no,
1: she's she's way extroverted. She's like tipping the scale so far in that.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so yeah, maybe
0: either ESFP or the ENFP.
1: Either so, or. I, I just want to kind of say because we're like we're shouting all these letters, so you could either be. Extroverted or introverted. Right. You could be... And then there's... So that's like the first one. The second Hmm. one is how you prefer to take your information. And that's either by sensing or intuition.
0: So... So what does that mean then?
1: So sensing is like paying attention to concrete facts and details. um, focusing on the reality of how things are. And intuition is like imagining. And, you know, it's like um, concepts.
0: Okay, okay, gotcha. You know, it's interesting because... It's really tough with these tests because you can see yourself in both. Like a lot of times, like oh, I want facts and objective, concrete data, but then I also like conceptual things and plans and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, like you could, (laughs) you I could go to the exact opposite quadrant. So we're ENTJ, and the the exact opposite is ISTJ or whatever. I guess the exact uh, diagonal, and it's like responsible, sincere. You know, blah blah. I'm like, I think I'm responsible, (laughs) and I think I'm sincere. Yeah, I think you
0: can see a little bit of yourself in like almost every personality type, mm. uh, but there's like there's one that you really lean towards that you kind of fall in, and you know they always like tell you to answer all like not wishy washy on these on these questions and just kind of go with intuitive intuitive responses. But I think we if we sat there and like thought about it on every question, we'd <laughs> like be in the middle <laughs> for a lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> well, sometimes I do this, but other times I do that. So yeah, it's tough.
1: I think, yeah. the, like, the last two are, are kind of hard, like thinking versus feeling and judging versus perceiving. Mm. I kind of, like, struggle with the definition of, like, for, like, especially judging versus perceiving.
0: Yeah, and I think it's, like, there's a difference between what you would automatically decide and what values you would like to hold. Or maybe, like, what values you think would optimize the world
1: so which which is the values one? Because,
0: so like, let's take thinking and feeling, for example. Mm. Uh, it says here, like, values, justice, and fairness, and enjoys finding the flaws in an argument, um, reasonable, level-headed. Like, I definitely fall there naturally. Mm. But Same. then, like, for the feeling, it's like values, harmony, and forgiveness. And I'm like, you know what? I, I actually, I want to be that. That's what I aspire to be. Mm. You know, I don't want to take everything and see the flaws in it. I don't want to take everything and be like, well, you did that wrong, therefore the punishment should be this. I want to be the kind of person who can say, Here's another chance. I like. I realize you made a mistake. I realize that you weren't thinking. I want to be that kind of a person. I want to be the kind of person that like puts the good and people f- first before the bad. I want to be the kind of person that builds people up and then not be the person who points out the flaws. But I know naturally, I like pick out the the nitpicks. You if know, I don't, like think about it.
1: There's that sign, and I'm just going to kind of like go with this. There's a scientific test or, or the, uh, uh, experiment they do where, you know, it's like a $1 dollar or a hundred dollars. And what, you know, one person gets to choose the split, right? They could take
0: oh, yeah.
1: 80%, they could take 50%, whatever, <laughs> right? And then the other person gets whatever they get. And then, like, I think the whole thinking versus feeling thing is like you, you think, like, logically, you know, that they're going to be getting something rather than nothing or you know the you know one-third two-thirds split is fair
0: well we should we got to set it up like more concretely here Hmm. to explain it so there's two people uh the first person gets to choose a way to split a hundred dollars between the two but if the second person doesn't accept it the first time then neither of them get anything right
1: right so if, like, you think it's not fair, you basically screw the other – instead of yeah. you getting $5 <laughs> or you not have $5 before, you just say, like, fuck the other person and just, you know.
0: Yeah, so, like, this whole, I guess, loss aversion and revenge desire outweighs, like, logic. Hmm. Because even if the first person says, I want 99 and I'll give one to the other person, like, the other person logically should say, okay, I came out a dollar richer. Yeah. But – we I don't know, we have like this innate desire for fairness and justice and I don't know, I think a lot of people fall into that thinking, especially when it comes to th- stuff like that. So
1: Revenge <laughs> <laughs> It's like that Edgar Allan Poe story. I've been I've been listening to an audiobook uh through Audible. It's like um uh shit, what the hell is the name? It's like it's like um uh uh thinking in Go on. I'm going to come back. Come back to me on that.
0: (laughs) Thinking, oh, what's it about?
1: It's basically like the psychology of like why people act the way they act. And like, so for example, they have something called the reciprocity rule, which means that like, Mm. if I give you something, like humans are instinctively geared to not be indebted to people. Okay. So- and, and like the classic example is like you're going out to dinner with a girl and you buy her dinner. It's not like she must have sex with you, but it's like it's like kind of, you know, this <clears throat> I bought you dinner. Like now you kind of owe me. And a lot of times girls don't even want to have the dinner paid for because they don't want to feel like they owe mm. someone. And like another thing would be, um, you know, I do a favor for you. So you owe me later. I give you a gift. You have to give me a bigger gift. and
0: Right. Uh, is it thinking fast and slow?
1: No, uh, Not uh, I, you know, I mean, we'll put in the show notes. I completely forget the name.
0: Well, I want to know now. Hmm.
1: Well, Interesting. I'm going to look <laughs> it up now.
0: Pull up your iPhone, man. Interestingly enough, what you said about debt, like we don't mm. want to be indebted to people. Um, I'm doing research for a money history episode, and it's actually based around that. So I guess I'll tease it a little bit here. It, there's. I want to talk about the the origin of money and whether or not debt came before money, hmm. because we have this uh, this uh, idea that came from Adam Smith, Wealth of Nations author, that like money came out of like a barter system and like obviously barter was probably the system everyone used before money was invented, and then we have money and now we have debt.
1: Well, that might not actually be the case. I think so, we've always been kind of owing people. Yeah. <laughs> and they they talk, so actually the the book is called Influence, uh, Science oh. and Practice by Robert Cialdini.
0: Oh wait, it's called Influence: The Science and Practice, or is influence. it called Influence: The Psychology of Persuasion?
1: Uh Influence: Science and Practice.
0: Interesting, because I have his book
1: back there on my shelf. I think. <laughs> He, he gives like a really interesting example and he calls it like click whir you know like this these automated responses and like okay. the the whole thing influenced because you want to be able to talk to people or negotiate and understand how things work and yeah. kind of and so that that was why I was reading it and he gives an example of like I think it was like a duck or like a hen or one of, one of these like birds that um they have the, these babies, and the babies chirp in a certain way, and so the mother knows the sound of mm. these chirps and instinctively you know protects them but babies that don't chirp basically get left to die because they're they're not making the noise like that click you know the, you know it makes the noise click where and they take yeah. this automated action like you know whatever and then there's the fox and they instinctively know just by the look of the fox to hate the fox and they'll like squawk and wave their wings yeah. but if they stuff a fox and it sits there it'll it'll get scared but if they stuff a fox and put a tape recorder in it and play the chirping noise of the babies the mother hen will go and put its wing over it and take care of it mm. and so it's like these you know and it's it's like you know hens are not the most advanced animal out there <laughs> and i don't know if it's a hen it's one of these birds but we we as humans have things like this and it is just very interesting to understand that i guess
0: yeah that that is really interesting it, it kind of uh Sounds a little bit like habit building, you know, like triggers and routines and things like that. But it's interesting that one would be more ingrained than the other, kind of like override it.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's like hacking yourself almost.
0: Yeah. So that's cool. I I need to read that book eventually. It's weird that it's got that different subtitle because the Mm -hmm. book on my shelf is uh, Influence, Psychology, of Persuasion. But yeah, I haven't read into it yet. Probably should at some point. But there's just so many books. Man. dude audible that you know
1: <laughs> i discovered uh and like you get like a certain amount of um credits per...
0: yeah i so, actually have a lot of audible books but... it's easy
1: like you're on like uh you're driving somewhere i'm in the subway mm-hmm. you know well see
0: currently and i mean eventually i probably will run out but i still have a good amount of hardcore history left
1: mm. oh Let's dude see. that'll last me the rest of my life <laughs>
0: <laughs> i finished uh all the Rathacons. And then I am on the fourth one for the uh, World War I series, so I've got one left, and then I think I have to start buying the rest of them.
1: How does the World War One compare to the Wrath of Khan? Mm, it's I think I might like Wrath of Khans as
0: teensy bit better, but the World War one is it's amazing. It's like I mean, epic and it's still it's it's of the same caliber. I think uh, maybe the only reason I don't like the World War One as much is because it's just so ridiculously depressing, like just the subject matter. I mean, it's super interesting to learn about, but it's just like you, you really dig into it and you just realize more and more as you dig into it, like how much of a waste World War One was. It's just it's awful because <laughs> I think we grow up, you know, we see the history channel plays nothing but Hitler documentaries and aliens things. Yeah. So then we, you know, we know a lot about world war two and then world war one is just this afterthought for, for us living now.
1: That's true. Like besides what is it? Franz Ferdinand, like besides like the cause, I I don't know so much about it.
0: Yeah. Most people are just like, uh, all right, princip killed the archduke. And then, uh, it all went to shit, (laughs) (laughs) but no, it's, it was actually insanely crazy. And you learn about this, uh, like Schlieffen plan and basically Germany had to be a giant dick because like based on their planning and uh, I don't know it's just they
1: were like they had an insane amount of reparations that was basically it was like a repressive amount and so they're like screw this debt we're just gonna kill you guys
0: yeah Uh, yeah, basically the the world saw them as very much the bad guys Mm. when it all ended and I mean they were kind of it it makes sense because they they felt like they had to march through Belgium to get to France without... And that, like, violated the neutrality agreement, which brought uh, Great Britain to the war. Mm-hmm. And all this stuff, like, we have to be dicks, otherwise we're screwed. That's kind of what they were feeling like, so... But the the result of it was just terrifying and awful. <laughs> and I don't know if I could have gone through it as a soldier.
1: No. I, I feel
0: like I would have gone insane.
1: Dude, what, what else? I mean, I don't want to, like... Uh... <laughs> I feel like we're like not like phoning in with this. Like I really enjoyed like taking the test and getting the results. And I think everyone should to understand, you know, yeah. themselves and, and how they work, kind of work. It's like a play of their strengths. What, what else? Well, uh, I guess.
0: So the one, the one like little couplet we didn't go over yet is the JP, mm-hmm. uh, judging and perceiving. So if you're judging, you want to have matters settled, uh, final decisions, all that kind of stuff. You think rules and deadlines should be respected. You want step by step instructions, and then make plans, and you want to know what you're getting into. Mm. I think you and I are very much
1: Ex- yeah. <laughs> My calendar is <laughs> yeah, booked. Yes. Uh, this is what's happening Wednesday night, and yeah.
0: Yes, and then uh, you may be on the perceiving side, where you want to leave things open, have you know options. You have flexible rules and deadlines. Nothing's really super set in stone, concrete, like sp- spontaneous kind of thing. You want to improvise as you go. So, and let's see here. Is that Anna? infp yep (laughs) so yeah other than the n which is what what was that again like going through tabs here
1: intuition so intuition yeah sensing versus like you know uh, i guess focusing on the reality versus trying to interpret you know maybe fuzzily so i
0: guess that kind of makes sense that anna and i would be so it's similar in that category because she's an artist and designer and while I'm not a designer professionally, I kind of have that sort of a brain mm. where I just get wacky ideas and want to come up with cool concepts and stuff. So I think we're, we're pretty similar in that area. But everything else, we are quite different. So um, I don't know. I still think every time I get the E, it's like this is how you conduct <laughs> yourself because of what your plans are. But it might not be the actual – like. But- See, Real here's the
1: thing here. is like, you may, you may go out and like, I'll go out into a group of people and I like, won't be able to do, I like, got, we were at a uh, FinCon and there's like this uh, cocktail party afterwards and I like, I had to like step outside to get some air before, yeah. because there's just a lot, you know, but, um, we both kind of do podcasts, you do like this video thing, you're writing. And so we're kind of, we put ourselves out there. So I maybe mean, that's yeah. like the E part.
0: Yeah. And then when you go to conferences and stuff, you kind of like have to be, so yeah. Which interesting. Le- so, one thing I want to touch on here, mm. uh, I'm going to ask you a question soon, but I, I kind of want to touch on it in general sense is that even if you have a specific personality type, and I think it's good to know yourself, uh, and you will you will learn this as you get older. I think says the kid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> as but you get true. older, to like 23, right? Yeah, when you're 23,
0: <laughs> you know everything there is to know about your personality. So, I mean, just get to that point, and if you're already there. Why are you listening to this? You're, you know, everything, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I knew everything when I was 14. So I've just been kind of hanging out, knowing it's everything. coasting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so your personality archetype is not a limiter, right? I mean, it may make certain things more difficult, but you, if you have a goal, then you can stretch yourself to meet that goal in some way, shape or form. I personally think that I'm an introvert. I would much rather sit down and read a book or hang out by myself or hang out with good friends than go out and meet a bunch of new people. Mm. But I know from how I felt going into social situations a few years ago to now that you can definitely get better and shore up your weak spots. You know, it may not always be perfect. I still get it. It's to like practice. You live up to yeah.
1: practice the counter.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't know about you, but I get very, very drained when I go to conferences
1: and I'm like, time to go back to the hotel and read a book. Like 8 p.m. You, you're you with me at Podcast Movement. I think I was like certifiably insane by the end of it. You were like, oh, I don't know about this Andrew guy. He's a little
0: crazy. Nah, dude. Well, okay. Uh, after the House of the Blues, maybe. But yeah. but like most nights, we were like, you want to go chill at the bar and talk? Yeah. You want to not talk to all these people we don't know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, we basically avoided trying to meet people, which is uh, –
0: but. Um, podcast movement, you know, I did meet a bunch of new people, and I was able to have good conversations with them. A few years ago, I would have just kind of stood around, you know. And there have still been times when I've gone to social situations and I just am not feeling it, but it's less often than it used to be. So I think deliberate practice, you can get better.
1: I remember we were um, at the first, like there was like this meetup thing in the very beginning that was like kind of ad hoc planned, and it was like us and some other like friends in our in our circle. And we're all like just talking and like we, you know, it was like a big group but then everyone kind of pairs off and just like talking and I was talking with you and someone else and we were like so, because we had just started, we just arrived, we're not even like warmed up, we wound up having like a 20 like minute conversation on like Trello or something, yeah. <laughs> like who's like so lame. Uh,
0: Dude, but... lame conversations are great. Yeah, man. That's an oxymoron, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, what I want to ask you, mm-hmm. and uh, you can't cop out with with like social situations, but mm-hmm. has there been like an area on this chart where you found yourself naturally and you wanted to move away from that, like, and you have have you been successful?
1: Um, I, I definitely. So, I, I and I'll, I'll give another one because this is kind of a cop out, I guess. But I really uh, resonate with what you're saying in the thinking versus feeling part. Mm. And um, you know, I'm, I'm not like a robot like i mean if it's like if it's a movie that's like really emo- like i I have no problem crying like i'll be like weeping in movies and stuff yeah you know but i think i could uh incorporate that more like daily and normal life like just mm. kind of um it's it's not empathy it's it's like i I'll do empathy but all thinking like i'll try i'll empathize yeah. what they may be thinking but i won't empathize what they may be feeling right I feel yeah. like I, I fail a lot there, and, and I, I feel like most of my life anxiety is is around trying to fail there less. Mm.
0: Yeah, I think I'm I'm very similar, and I'm reminding myself of like high school, early college. Anytime I'd go into a discussion, mm. it was like I went into it with the idea that I was already right, kind of, mm. or maybe like I was already kind of ingrained in my opinions and. You kind of get into this mode where you you go into a conversation and you don't really listen. You just kind of wait your turn to say your response. And I've tried to work very hard to not do that anymore or at least get better with it to sort of realize like the other person also wants to feel important. They also have their own opinions and I might be wrong. Mm. So, I don't know. I'm trying to like kind of move over a little bit into the feeling area where I'm not like the arbiter of everything, you know, and I don't have to have... (laughs) Final say and all that kind of stuff, and also I just want to feel like I'm a more empathetic, naturally person than uh, than I was, and I, I think it's gotten better. I think a little bit.
1: It just it <laughs> takes a lot of work. I mean, like, so I'll give you a perfect example. I was working with Anna on the design, and like, um, there, like, I, I have I have so much difficulty just even conveying how like things should look because I I'm like. I'm a programmer. Like I I'm like th- go to this, like, you know, bl- like assign variable whatever. Yeah. So so between that and then also trying to make sure that I'm not like crushing her her like ask, like what what she also wants to get out of collaborating with me, you know? And so it's yeah. like it's tough sometimes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it is tough, but I think ultimately it's worth it. I agree. Just branching out a bit. So, I think that's a pretty good summation I think so of these uh, these personality types. so yeah, uh so the one I took was sixteen personalities.com once again, but uh, is there another one that you recommend?
1: Uh, I take it a written one. We had like a proctor, and stuff. oh okay. I mean, they had like hired someone, and I actually have a physical one in my house somewhere. Um, but we'll we'll throw a link to the sixteen
0: what <laughs> 16personalities.com.
1: That's why there's show notes. There
0: was also one that Anna sent me was like, what was your Star Wars personality type?
1: <laughs> and I
0: got Darth Vader.
1: <laughs> oh my god, and, I have
0: to take that. And she got Luke.
1: So.
0: <laughs> yeah, that kind of makes sense. She thought that I was going to be Princess Leia, which I should actually be. I'm not sure. See,
1: she, I was, think... she's, she was very logical? Actually, I guess she was very logical, yeah. No,
0: yeah. She was so, like almost, yeah. No, Luke's, Luke's is, let me see, here. Luke is the INFP, mm. so that's her, uh, ENTJ is Leia, and then ESTJ is Darth Vader, so apparently on that test, it gave me the sensing instead of the, what, intuition, hmm. is that what it is? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think a lot of us sort of fall into the middle gray area on a lot of these, and depending on how the questions are written or how you feel on a certain day, you may uh, answer differently and get a different profile, you know? I don't think you're just, if you get one result, don't think like, that's me, 100%, can never change.
1: Yeah, like, (laughs) like, me, Thomas, and I will eventually be caring. Just, uh, you know. (laughs)
0: Eventually. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, Hey, if you want to ask questions about money or ENTJ personality types or anything else. <laughs> uh, email us at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. We'll get those questions answered on the show for you. And if you want to get involved with the show, you can go to listenmoneymatters.com slash get involved. There you'll find ways to subscribe to the show, write reviews, uh, other cool things that we have coming on the pipeline. So check it out. I'm gonna read a review real quick, and I've been really excited to read this iTunes name. <laughs> this is this is from DJ Diddle01 Kitty Lick. Lick. <laughs> <laughs> who says, I listen to you guys at work all day and I've learned something new every single day and I thank you for that. I'm 23 years old and I want to try investing in stocks. I guess my goal right now is understanding if I should invest in a company's stocks or not. Could you please go into more detail about that in your next podcast? Thank you. Uh, two thumbs up. Thanks for the review. And, you know, we've been getting a lot of question reviews.
1: Yeah, and which, I threw one in okay another one. <laughs> so, okay. If you write a review, you could throw a question and, and we'll yeah. answer like a go. bonus,
0: <laughs> bonus question. So yeah, I guess we'll write that question down. Should you invest in a company's stocks or not? Well, Though well I could, I know, think I could. I think I could answer pretty quickly, because if you're 23, um, I mean, maybe you're at the point where you should be investing in in individual stocks, but I'm guessing that's probably not the case. So if you're listening to this, um,
1: build up a I base get, first. Yeah, why don't, yeah, don't you would, get some go wealth about base. under? Yeah you know if you want to take like crazy risks like that's cool if you have like money to fall back on um if you have five thousand dollars to your name i wouldn't exactly bet it all on black
0: (laughs) yeah and i can see you're uh wearing a betterment t-shirt there Uh,
1: (laughs) speaking of (laughs)
0: speaking of one of our favorite investment tools
1: betterment make in making investing better (laughs) i'm just i'm reading my shirt I, you know, yeah. Betterment is, is good because um, it diversifies you. It's easy, whatever. And then like I, I'm in Apple. I'm in Tesla. So mm-hmm. it's, it's you know, I'm not going to tell you to not do it because I do it myself, but I have a lot more. You have a base. Yeah. I yep. think that's the thing.
0: And honestly, I I have that base at this point and I don't, I don't want to go into individual stocks yet.
1: It's a lot of work. Yep. You have to do a lot of research and mm-hmm. I've failed a lot. I've lost yep. quite a lot of money making stupid choices.
0: Yeah. I think you have to like, there's also the time investment. Like I'm investing in my business. I'm investing Mm -hmm. in education. So I just don't have time to research stocks like individually. So I kind of let that be taken care of by somebody who runs a less risky fund.
1: You know, it's it, working it, out pretty well it's like no different than like should I use WordPress for my site or build it all from scratch and it's like well it's not that I can't build it all from scratch but like why that's not where I'm best you know yeah. so you, you could and it's not like you can't do the research and have amazing pics and succeed but your time is probably better spent I don't know with your girlfriend
0: exactly <laughs> money is not the all important thing we should do an episode on that we should do an what, episode. What of that. is money anyway? It's stuff we talk about all day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, hey, if you want to get our favorite money management resources, budgeting tools, books that we recommend, stuff like that, then head on over to slash toolbox. You can find those resources. Thanks again for hanging out with us, and we look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Later, Andrew. Later, Thomas. your friends about this show <laughs>